Back in 2020, the window wonderland brought a little magic to enliven both the dark winter evenings and the boredom of lockdown. But after three successful years, enthusiasm for the event waned. After all, by then we were free to socialise normally once more. But Alice and Geoffrey Tom from Action Porty were sure there was still life in the idea. It just needed refreshing. And that, she thought, meant moving it away from the hustle and bustle of the festive season and towards a time when spring flowers were starting to show. She told me that people rather liked the idea. I had some feedback from previous participants that they would like to do it again, but perhaps try a different time of year. I guess it was also a little bit of, we had quite a few community events last year that I was organising, that I was supporting with my volunteers from Belfield, and we had a big community Christmas lunch. So that was where all the efforts and attention went up in the run up to Christmas. So it was after the Christmas holidays that coming back from a break thinking, oh yes, what could the next community event be? There was a suggestion of doing it in the springtime or between winter and spring, the, the sort of quieter months of the year. Out of curiosity, have you had any advice from Jennifer Elliott, who was very heavily involved with the initial Window Wonderland? Yes, Jennifer is still on the board for Action Porty and she was encouraging me to think about Window Wonderland last year but saying we need to get volunteers in place to make this run it it needs a certain amount of capacity. So when I had some new volunteers start with me in January I thought oh I think we could make this work between myself supporting them and building up the skills that's needed. It's, It's quite a lot of marketing and promotion is the main skills. I spoke to Jennifer and said, okay, we've got a timeline of about six weeks. Do you think this is doable? And Jennifer was full of enthusiasm, as she often is, of saying, yes, of course we can do it. And we've done it on a tight timeline before. Let's go for it. Yeah. Well, certainly I had the impression that actually all of the energy had actually almost kind of dissipated from the Christmas event. And they were looking maybe for, for a different theme. Yes, and when I looked at possible weekends for running it, I sort of wondered how late can we go with the sunsets and, you know, you need a little bit of darkness to light windows up from behind. I looked at the Window Wonderland website and the events that were going on all around the country and I saw that Castorfin were doing an event uh, the last weekend of February and there were weekends in Glasgow going right through to the middle of March so I thought, well, if they can do it in Glasgow, (laughs) we can do it in Portobello. And when I thought about doing it the first weekend of March, it then made me think about the change from winter to spring, that weekend seeming a good one. That, in a way, helped suggest the theme. It's that thing of sort of coming out of the dark months of winter and welcoming the light, you know, in a lot of cultures. There's a real symbolism around spring and Easter and new life and hope and new growth. And I think as well, there's lots you can do with that in deciding to put something on your window. The other thing that occurred to me is that it could be quite a good theme for shops in the high street to tap into. So the charity shops, the gift shops, who often make beautiful window displays anyway, it'd be quite easy for them to put on a a window display that's their new spring stuff, but just make it a little bit extra pretty and say we're being part of Window Wonderland too. So trying to really reach out and make a big wider community event not just private homes and houses. I presume you've actually been working on this for two three weeks in order to get them involved because it's only a week now before that first weekend of March. Yes and no. 
<laughs> because as always with these things, when you start it, you realise there's a lot more to it than <laughs> you originally anticipated. So we've been working on it for four or five weeks already, but we've still got a bit of work to do in terms of communications and reaching out. We've done some initial communications, but I think it often just takes a conversation, a face-to-face conversation as well of somebody asking you directly, have you thought about this or could you do this? Yeah, like I say, we've been sort of reaching out to the wider community, we've been in touch with the nurseries, after-school clubs, also encouraging people to think not just about their windows. So at Belfield, we will be decorating the very large windows at the front of the ex-church building, but we're also going to be decorating the garden. And we've been using our craft sessions that run during the community cafe on a Friday to make the things for that. So can you give me a hint about the kind of things that actually you could put in the garden? We have been making birds out of felt because that's a a thing that doesn't matter if it gets wet as opposed to tissue paper that would dissolve. Things made of plastic or foam or recycling materials. We did a project to help decorate the street for Bike Fest back in September. Our Friday craft group made some beautiful flowers out of recycled plastic bottles, which we a thing to add a bit of colour to the garden because not every garden has a lot of colour on the 1st of March so adding something in that would not normally be there is where we came to the idea of the the birds and the trees. So basically just use your imagination. Absolutely it could be also just hanging up some lights you know a lot of people go all out on the lights or the outside decorations for Christmas which I always find amazing to see walking around the streets so yeah if you can take some of that spark and light and apply it in a a slightly less Christmassy way to the garden or the outside of your house then go for it. The theme is completely optional so it really is a case of anything goes I think we put on the website so long as it's family friendly in terms of anything goes and I think there might also be a safety reminder about candles but apart from that it's also about the people who then walk around and look at the windows and them getting some pleasure out of that and that little connection that comes typically window wonderland is an evening thing because the idea being that the windows are illuminated and you and you walk around in the dusk or at the dark but the advantage of doing it in this time of year where it's slightly lighter evenings is perhaps thinking about it as to what it's going to look like in the day as well as the night and people looking at it all weekend and perhaps some conversations happening over the over the garden hedge or over the fence chatting to neighbours in terms of encouraging a street or a, a block to all get involved and all do it because that's when it really has an impact as if there's several windows within a short distance who've all joined in and that looks amazing. When not organising the Window Wonderland, Alison works as the volunteer coordinator for Action Porty. When we last spoke to her, she had just taken up the post. Given that there's quite a demand for volunteers across the range of activities in Portobello, I wondered if she was finding enough of them to meet the needs of Belfield. We do have a regular stream of volunteers. Some of them come through having seen our adverts on the Volunteer Edinburgh website, but a lot of them come through word of mouth contacts. And a lot of them come through coming into our community cafe that runs on a Friday and learning about Belfield and learning about what it's about and thinking, oh, I'd like to do a bit too. So we have 
quite a few varied roles for volunteers. Fridays is when it's all going on and there's a real buzz about the place because the community cafe runs every Friday morning 10.30 to 12.30 and the gardening group meet at the same time, which is not a coincidence because the gardening group always finish up their morning by having coffee and cake in the community cafe. Running the cafe involves cafe assistants, involves baking volunteers, all of the produce is home-baked and we also run these activity sessions every second week with craft volunteers and we're starting a chatty cafe table which is another set of volunteers that's another national scheme that you become a chatty cafe so all of those things happen on a Friday morning but there's quite a lot also involved just in the running of Belfield welcome hosts is something that we're always looking for people who are able to come and open up the building and give a few directions to people who are using Belfield spaces for one-off events, most typically birthday parties. So a volunteer comes and opens the building and then another volunteer comes along at the end, checks that all's fine and locks the building up again at the weekends. The new volunteer that I got in that really has helped me with the Window Wonderland is a communications and more on the sort of marketing and promotion and digital campaigns and being able to keep our website more up to date. So there's, there's quite a bit in the background of what it takes to run an organisation And that's the sort of thing that we have been widening out in terms of the volunteers that we're engaging with. So we have a couple of supported volunteers who have additional support needs, who are learning some basic skills about working in an office. And then also a couple of college students coming on placement, again, getting basic work skills. I mean, a lot of it's just people skills, working with people, working as part of a team. And yeah, that's a big part of my job as well, is to try and encourage people into volunteering who wouldn't necessarily always think about volunteering and and what are the barriers that stop them and how can we overcome some of those barriers as a long answer to a short question (laughs) yeah there is generally a fair stream of regular people come through saying i'd like to do something here what can i do to help and if anybody asks me that question i can always see there's always something you can do to help (laughs) it's a question of what and when (laughs) We'll be hearing more from Alison later in the year, as she's multitasking. As well as the roles discussed today, she's also taken over as chair of Portobello Sailing and Kayaking Club, not forgetting Ro Porti. As we've mentioned before, the club has been raising money to improve the facilities at the boatyard on the prom. There'll be more than that, and other initiatives being taken by the club, which will emerge later this year. And that's it for another week. As usual, if you have an idea that might make an episode, then email us at theportypodcast at gmail.com or reach out through social media. Let's hope that this year's Window Wonderland brings some hope and a smile to our faces. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.